This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, we now bring you a discussion on indigenization and modernization of defense production. The participants are Commodore C. Uday Bhaskar, defense analyst, and Ajay Banerjee, journalist. The past one week has seen important announcements. Today, the Defense Minister Rajnath Singh made a very critical announcement. He talked about modernization. He spoke how India is inviting foreign companies. He also spoke about having new comprehensive policies which will be increasing capabilities in the defense manufacturing sector. And he asked foreign companies to come and set up their manufacturing facilities out here. Commodore Bhaskar, facilities in India by foreign companies. They are minuscule in number. Some people have set up shop. Boeing is doing something. Lockheed is doing something. That's how aviation is doing something. What is the reality? Where do we stand? I would say that, first of all, the fact that the Defense Minister, Mr. Rajnath Singh, has made this particular observation come announcement is significant because it does show a certain degree of political intent, meaning that we are less than 100 days into Modi 2.0. And clearly, the whole defense sector is receiving what you might describe as high-level political attention. And apart from what Mr. Rajnath Singh has said, you will recall that Prime Minister on August 15th had made a very important announcement and that relates to the Chief of Defense Staff. So I would like to look at this in a composite way and say that there is a certain imperative which is the modernization not only of India's military inventory which is the modernization acquisition which has been pending for many years but also a certain degree of modernization of the higher defense management. So there are two kinds of modernizations, I think, which the Indian defense sector is direly in need of. And what Mr. Rajnath Singh, the defense minister, has drawn attention to, I think, is now to create an environment, to create an ecosystem where there would be a certain incentive for the foreign partner in whichever manner, whether we're talking about investment in capital, investment in technology, investment in manufacturing facilities. It is something that has to be done in a composite way. And as you rightly pointed out, what is currently existing on the ground is relatively modest. So wherever we have had some kind of an indication of intent that there is an entity that would like to partner with India, we have to scale up both in terms of the quantum of the manufacturing or the technology as also the quality. And I think that is where real challenge lies for the Modi government because this is not something that is confined only to one sector, meaning it's not just Mr. Rajnath Singh's turf. The moment you say you want to invite a foreign investor, we are talking about rules of business. We're talking about finance, commerce. We're talking about the ease with which the foreign entity can acquire either land or any other physical asset. So all these also call for a certain degree of center state nimbleness. Sir, That's I will take point. your opinion on three short points which Mr. Rajnath Singh made today. He said about test facilities being allowed to private industries. He spoke about outsourcing and vendor development guidelines which will be new. And he also talked about extending the license, which is industrial license given to producers, manufacturers, extended from three years to 15 years. And he also spoke about the requirement of a or the use of a technology development fund scheme. These four points, how do you see it and how do you see it? Again, I would say that these are important aspects, but they are part of a lattice. Now, if you talk about test facilities, clearly if India can become the equivalent of a hub for a major global manufacturer for any kind of test facilities, as you know, any equipment has to go through a series of tests. Much depends on what the equipment we are speaking about since he was at the Western Air Command. We presume that what he is focusing or what he is highlighting would be relevant to the aviation sector. Now, there are various kinds of equipment, various kinds of simulators, etc. that are now part of the aviation industry. 
So in the event we are able to have the equivalent of a tie-up with a major aviation manufacturer, I don't want to talk about the entity or the country. Point is that if India becomes that particular preferred site, then from India you can have a kind of hub and spokes. Whereby, hypothetically, if you have Southeast Asia as a catchment area, your test facilities are available for those countries in the event it is commercially viable for all concerned. But this is where I come back to the point. We need quality. We need quantity so that these become commercially viable. They are speaking only about testing. Is this pretty high tech or is it like? Well, it depends on who is going to be your partner and what is the kind of equipment that needs to be tested. But I also want to talk about this technology development fund. Ajay, I think that has also got a lot of potential because today the military orientation is towards high tech. And I think if you look at this in a long perspective in terms of, say, the wars the world has seen, the wars India has seen, World War II is the global benchmark. For us in India, it is the war for Bangladesh, 1971. More recently, we remember Kargil, which is 1999. So we are talking about a 20-year timeline for India from the last war that was Kargil, which is a brief war. Today, I would say that the technology curve is moving towards the higher end, which is cyber, which is space, which is spectrum. And if India is able to attract the technology development majors in the global community, as also have the ecosystem again that allows them to bring funding here, then I think India has the HR. So that is a complementarity because till now we've often said this in the same studio, the best Indian minds are working in space, cyber and maybe in spectrum now, but for foreign entities. I think the challenge, and this is what I think Modi 2.0 has seized, that we need to create the environment, the ecosystem, wherein these benefits would accrue to India in the long term. And that's the potential I see in the Technology Development Fund. Maybe my conjecture is perhaps more ambitious, but I think that's the direction we should be probing. Komodo Bhaskar, the Raksha Mantri, Mr. Rajnath Singh, also spoke about reducing dependence on imports. Now, this is a subject which each of us have discussed in the past 20 years. Mr. Rajnath Singh, who is the number two in the Modi cabinet, does he bring the political heft to make this make in India? Undoubtedly. You and can reduce. see I'm not even waiting for you to finish your question. <laughs> I'm repeating undoubtedly because I think one of the handicaps that Modi 1.0 had in the defense sector is that for whatever reasons, we had as many as four defense ministers yeah. because if you look at it, Mr. Jetley held charge twice. So this is not conducive, I think, for bringing about the kind of structural changes and embarking on the major initiatives. That is why those of us who have been studying and looking at the defense sector, even from the outside, though most of us are now retired, had welcomed and applauded the decision because Mr. Rajnath Singh is a very capable, very senior leader. You pointed out he's number two de facto in the cabinet. And the fact that he had been able to bring about changes in the home ministry when he was at the helm. Just over the last 24 hours, you'll notice a very major decision was announced that all CAPF, that is Central Armed Police Forces personnel, will now go up to the age of 60. Now, that is a decision that I'm aware of the fine print over the last not few years, not just Modi 1.0, for almost a decade. There was a resistance at different levels. What Mr. Rajnath Singh brings is political determination, which is why the Home Ministry and particularly the CAPF and the Central, the paramilitary forces have benefited considerably. So that is why there's a lot of hope and expectation in the defense sector that he would be able to bring this high level political, as you described it, heft to the various policy initiatives we are looking at, of which, of course, now the CDS becomes the most critical. As you touch upon the CDS, Prime Minister Modi has announced to the CDS. Now, there is a lot of talk. Please explain to our listeners, the CDS or the Chief of Defense Staff. Do you think there are two options before the government to have a five-star general who will be above the three chiefs or have a four-star general which will be equal to the chiefs? 
and what is the overarching structure the CDS fits into? Could you please explain? Well, I would say, first of all, I don't think it will be such a binary between just a five-star and a four-star if we have understood the Prime Minister's intent. Because if you recall when he spoke at the Red Fort, the point he made is that to improve the effectiveness of the Indian military, he said that he as Prime Minister, they have accorded approval for the creation of this post. So it's an announcement that the CDS will be created. I think the real hard work begins now, which is to define the role of the CDS, meaning how will the CDS improve the effectiveness of the armed forces. Now, this is a subject that's been discussed post Cargill in a very rigorous way. And you'll recall that there was a group of ministers set up by Mr. Vajpayee. And post the group of ministers' recommendation, there was an Arun Singh committee. And the principle or the central observation was that the existing structures of the Indian Armed Forces, where the Army, Navy, Air Force operate in silos and acquire capacities, inventory, logistics in single service kind of mode. And their operational planning is also single service. It had in a way denied the system of any kind of jointness any kind of integration and any kind of a harmonized operational philosophy where military capacity would be seen in a composite manner. Now, we have some classic examples in India where, for instance, in the 1965 war, the air effort to support the land war, what the army was doing in hindsight, was found to be below the median. In 1999 in Kargil, again, there was a similar kind of delay, if you will, in terms of air power coming on board. There are various other aspects. So this was the central reason where the Arun Singh Committee was of the view that integration would be desirable and we will proceed slowly, perhaps towards a kind of theatre command in certain areas, maybe the Northern Command. But for this, the principal requirement is to create a CDS, the single point reference, which would also harmonize the inter-service dissonances as we call them and bring the logistics and capacities up to a certain level of harmonization, integration, jointness, whatever you will. But for 20 years, Ajay, this particular initiative, if you will, did not get adequate political endorsement. Not on Mr. Vajpayee's watch because the events of 2001 in a way deflected him, both 9-11 and the attack on parliament December 2001. UPA 1 and UPA 2 were looking at other issues particularly the India-US nuclear agreement. So my sense is they had not given this the highest priority. But Mr. Modi in his first term, the sense one gets is he had noted this particular lacuna. And if you recall his speeches in the commander's yeah. conference, he has spoken to his about this. Mm. So that's what even I noticed. And I think they moved very quickly again. In the first few months of the second term, from the end of May to August 15th, Prime Minister Modi makes the announcement that we will have a CDS. But my point is, it should not be done in a hurry because we have to define the role of the CDS in relation to the political executive, which is the defense minister, the prime minister, the cabinet committee on security, with the bureaucracy, that is the defense secretary, with the three chiefs and most critically with the NSA because in Modi 2.0 we have a very very definitive pattern where Mr. Ajit Doval has been accorded the status of cabinet Cabinet minister. minister. He is an NSA. Now none of this has been defined through the rules of business. Now the fact that the NSA is an appointment chosen by the prime minister was also made when Mr. Vajpayee chose Mr. Brijesh Mishra as the first NSA. I distinctly remember that when Mr. Mishra had demitted office and there were some discussions on higher defense management, he was also of the view that there was a need for this to be brought under the ambit of an act of parliament, meaning India is a nuclear power. The role of the NSA in relation to the rest of government is still, as I said, almost a kind of an ad hoc decision, prime minister to prime minister. So the moment you bring the CDS into the loop, the locus of the CDS in relation to governance That is critical. Along with that will come all the other empowering kind of, shall we say, features. Budgets, 
inventory what is the responsible and for tasking now will it be operational will it be planning will it be advice all these things and as i said this correlation between the cds and the nsa it would be most unfortunate and i'm using a strong word if he becomes just one more general or a five star officer who is seen as a permanent chairman of the chiefs of staff committee and does not have a more effective role because to my mind that would go against the spirit of what mr modi said which is to make the armed forces more effective in terms of their output because that output is critical for your diplomatic political and ensuring overall national security Commander, since you talk about making the armed forces more effective i wish to point out here that parliamentary standing committees successive experts have said talk about lack of jointness lack of common logistics trail lack of common training lack of even operations together all the three services and how do you think this can bridged the cds will be the answer or something more well i would say the cds is definitely perhaps the right approach because in addition to everything else that you mentioned i would add general khanduri mm. as a kind of shorthand to say that one of the biggest problems we have today is lack of resources and the fact that your inventory is almost reaching obsolescence now this is something the cds would have to really decide because no single service can take a composite decision an army chief will want you know money for his own service ditto navy ditto air force who can look at this at a national level and say that maybe for the next 3 4 years we'll put everything on hold and only invest in cyber i'm saying it because i'm a cyber advocate i believe that cyber and space is the way ahead but then we have a complex internal security challenge in our country we have unresolved borders with china ongoing problem with pakistan on the loc so you need a 1 million army so these are the conflicting demands bullet pointed it say i have not said advice a kind of opinion what does mr rajat need to do in the next 4 and 1/2 years or almost 5 years now i think he should revisit all the recommendations made both by the vajpay government and by the manmohan singh government there are very valuable reports which have been put and review them and see how much of them can be implemented in the next 10 years meaning modi 2.0 and the next prime minister whoever it is these are foundational issues ajay that is why i am saying mr rajnath singh would be well advised to start with kelkar go through palle ramarao gupta and see what is it that he can implement as the defense minister and then carry on with this modernization program and Absolutely. the program he is talking about the up defense corridor and invi- inviting foreign companies komodo bhaskar thank you for talking to us you were listening to a discussion on indigenization and modernization of defense production the participants were commodore c uday bhaskar defense analyst and ajay banerji journalist this program was produced and presented by the new services division of all india radio this program is also available on our website newsonair.com You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com.